Hello! Oh, that cut out a little bit earlier than I expected it to. Hello and welcome to the, uh, what the fuck is this? Wow, I'm we're live too. I can't fix this in post. Yeah, Hello, welcome no. to Oh, What a Marvel. Wow, I, I, you know, I was practicing it a little bit because I'm not used to doing it, right? I was practicing it a little bit on my way home from work. Still messed it up. Hello and welcome to Oh, What a Marvel, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier edition. We are talking about the good piece of superhero media that came out this week. I am your host, Sean, and I'm joined as always uh, by who hosted the host of the WandaVision aspect of the show. But this this time he's, he's riding as a co-host. Dean, hello, Dean. How are you hey. going? I'm doing better than you. Drew the short straw with the longer title there, <laughs> and I was practicing my wing action. Your wing I'm action. Really getting into that vibe there with the music, and then it yeah. cut out really yeah. suddenly, and then <laughs> I was just with armpit all of a sudden. But I'm, I'm glad to be here. Glad to be here. I didn't I'm... fly here, but I got here. No, I'm glad that uh, you were able to join us and. Did not cover WandaVision with us, but I did. We did watch WandaVision we together. We did watch most of it together, yes. Yes. Uh, Tyler. Hello, Please Tyler. Hey, what's up? Uh, I needed another person on Falcon Winter Soldier, and I was like, Tyler likes Marvel stuff. Let me hit him up. And I've been uh, watching WandaVision with people that wasn't us, Sean. Really. Uh, I know. <laughs> I was watching it at three in the morning. It was, uh, it was an experience. Uh, this is not one division. This is a very different it is show. It's not. And this show, I actually uh, had the thing that I needed pulled up, and then I closed it to pull up a different thing. This show is uh, Falcon Winter Soldier, and this is episode one, titled New World Order, uh, directed by Carrie Skogland, who I think probably directed the entire series. That was going to be my question. Yes, I think she did the whole series. Written by Malcolm Spellman. I know he did not write the whole thing. He uh, created the show and was the head writer, but I do know that they did have a writer's room on this one, unlike WandaVision. Uh, before we get into anything big, I do want to go around the table here, and I want to hear what you guys thought, or the, you know, the, <laughs> the metaphorical table. Uh uh, and and hear what you guys thought about the episode, starting with you, Dean. I know you just watched it, so you're coming off of it hot. Yeah. I, 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 about 10 minutes before we went live, I finished watching the episode. I didn't think I was going to finish the episode in time. It felt long. We were talking about the pre-show. Um, very moody. Obviously, the the most 180 from one division that you could possibly, <laughs> possibly yeah. be. Yeah. Um, so this is like, Guardians of the Galaxy for Winter Soldier, you know, that uh -huh. is, it's that level of different, or, or Civil War, you know, they're really reaching for those vibes, those Civil War Winter Soldier vibes. Not sure they they quite reach them um, for various reasons we'll get into as we go through, mm -hmm. um, at least as well as the WandaVision hit the sitcom stuff. Um, this So this episode, I'm going to have to keep comparing them. I mean, how can we not? All right? <laughs> yeah. and I think yeah. Loki will be referencing both of these and etc, yeah. etc. Et but um, it, it was solid. It was a really solid first episode. Uh, I don't know. I felt like the pacing was pretty weird. Um, and some of the writing and some, some of the, um, some wow. of the acting. Yeah. I think we had very different. We have I think we have very <laughs> different views of this episode. Yeah. I'm excited to get into it a little bit. Tyler, what did I'll be more specific, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, Tyler, what do you think? Well, this episode was not what I was expecting from the show initially, at least. 
Like, uh, but I do, I do appreciate that it's it's very personal to these yes. characters that you don't really get that much of in the actually move in the actual movies, aside from you know Bucky and, and Winter Soldier, and of course Civil mm-hmm. War is all about Bucky too. But you, know, you don't get nothing for Falcon. <laughs> no, and, and it's really good all. to see, really good to see him act here yes. in all of his scenes. I don't like that they do that with the shows that they're they're using it to build up these these characters that don't get a lot, and mm-hmm. over the course of more than just a movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I like I like the storylines here. I like some of the things they're they're calling to, uh, with the the characters, and uh, I felt like the pacing was was all right. Uh, but I think it worked. I think it worked on on sort of. Getting us into the headspace of each of uh, of Sam and and James Bucky, whatever his last name was, Barnes. Come yeah, on, shit. <laughs> don't don't do James Buchanan Barnes like that, okay? I forgot. Right. Yeah, he has been through enough. Okay, I I really enjoyed this episode. I actually enjoyed this episode more than I thought I was going to. Um, I had a, an idea of what this show was going to be, and it was not what I thought it was going to be. I mean, we're gonna. Uh, I, I don't. I don't. I'm not going to do the whole like you know, Dean. You kind of took us through the episode beat by beat. This show is going to be more of a free flowing discussion. Uh, I, I'm not going to try and kind of recap the stuff, but um. I, I mean, I expected, also, uh, I'll say this, full spoilers. We're just going to talk about it, yeah. whatever. We're not going to yeah. we're not gonna I mean, hold back. So what, there is some spoilers, really, which is not really... There's one there? thing, I think. I think there's one thing you could spoil about this show, uh, about this episode. Like the last thing, yeah. I actually oh, yeah. think it was really early on, but... Um, uh, uh, regardless, uh, the I, I expected this episode. I thought Bucky and... I thought Bucky and Falcon were going to be on a mission by the end of the episode. Yes, no, I thought, they don't. I they don't see. We they don't start. see each other this entire no, episode. And it's they don't crazy. talk. But it's still good. Yeah, and I agree. That, we don't see Bucky for like half the episode. I'm sitting there like yeah. he's going to be like a dude in the helicopter, mm-hmm. like on the Compton or something. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought they were going to like weave him in pretty early on i think it would start much like civil war where they're like they want a mission together you know mm-hmm. and and we kind of catch up with both of them we get some dialogue between them but yeah not a single moment between them and i was kind of worried about bucky a little bit there as well uh, like you know we're gonna see bucky right you know and then when <laughs> you, he's not really doing anything like what we think he would be doing well he is and he isn't yeah but we kind of all focus on the stuff that he's not usually doing, i.e., you know, eating and dating and all that good stuff. I loved the Bucky side of this episode. Um, and I loved the Falcon part of this episode as well, the Sam part. What I really loved about this episode is we got into these characters' lives. Like you said, Tyler, it was a lot more personal than I was expecting. And I mean, literally, we we meet Falcon's family. Like in this episode, yeah. we meet his sister and his nephews. And and with Bucky, we see like he's got an apartment in New York. I assume he's in New York. Um, I don't think they said where he was. No, but um, it feels New Yorky. It feels yeah. Like 
he's got this relationship that we'll talk about in a minute because oh my gosh i want to talk about that uh with with an old man and at first i was like okay is this somebody from world war two what's going on here and it is it is not somebody that he knew from <laughs> world war two uh but uh i don't know man i i just oh i dug it i dug it i i really the bucky stuff hit me really hard the sam stuff hit me really hard i love that uh we kind of in in wandavision we started to dabble on the blip a little bit like we saw people come back and it was mentioned ever a couple times they talk about the blip a, a lot. lot in this episode yeah and i thought they yeah, were kind yeah. of moving, kevin fahey kind of implied that they were going to be moving a bit away from that but i guess you kind of need to both the main characters were mm. were blipped i mean bucky kind of you know his whole life is a bit of a blip well <laughs> yeah the society before the blip as it was um but yeah i think um what was what was kind of weird for me to kind of get with this episode is in the movies we see these characters and because I think because we get more like or we try to get more kind of human with them as opposed to like in the movies, the only time we see them is like it's stuck together in the back of the car, you know, yeah. this awkward like comedy banter and stuff. And that is not really what they do with them, which I think kind of makes that stand out more. We're definitely going to get that, though. Way. Um, yeah, I, don't know. I thought it was a bit melodramatic. To be honest, it, it felt oh. because we're not used to, you know, we're used to just Sam flying in with the one-liner, yeah, and stuff. And it was, and and I think part of that was not having them together as well. Mm-hmm. I think because we're just used to that dynamic, mm-hmm. and maybe I just missed that. I think it's probably more what it was, and it was pretty bold to not, you know. Can you imagine doing again? Compared to Wonder <laughs> imagine like Paul Bettany and Alicia Revolution don't meet for the whole first episode. What would we be thinking then? I feel like that would have been easier to pull off in that show because of how much shorter the episode was. was. Which, <laughs> which, well, I, you know, I want to talk about the episode runtime. This episode, I mean, we know we've got. Uh, Six episodes this for this instead of the nine that WandaVision had. Fifty minutes long, long first episode. Uh, yeah, I mean, pretty, pretty. Thank you. you know, seven, seven or so minutes for credits, but forty-three yeah. minutes. This is like the this is a, roughly the same length as the longest episode yeah. of with the finale, I guess, of WandaVision. Mm-hmm. And we, I, I would imagine they would probably be more consistently yes length for this. I would assume they will probably be between forty and forty-five. Mm-hmm. I was having a guess. Maybe, Maybe the, a, like, a long finale. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the uh, uh, I want to start with uh, where the episode starts, but I, I want to talk about these bo- uh, broadly, the action sequences in this episode. Uh, I mean, you start off, you start off that opening action sequence. That is that would if that was in a movie, people would walk out of that movie. Talking about man, that flight sequence, that sequence where you know people would talk about that if it was in a movie, and that was done mm-hmm. on my on my my computer monitor on DisneyPlus.com. I didn't go to a movie theater to watch that opening action sequence. I went to DisneyPlus.com, and it was like here's here's a multi million dollar action sequence. And I mean, the action sequences in Wandavision towards the end were good, but I mean, I think that blew away. I think that and any action sequence in this episode blows anything from WandaVision yeah. out of the water for me. The, the CG was real good and and just the choreograph the 
choreography holy shit (laughs) the choreography of of sam's like flight and stuff and even like the the wingsuits were all really well done i agree and all the people that also um, yeah they were clearly very well storyboarded and that was great um my one issue is they kept trying to do the iron man face cam they They did do that a bit and and they did it like five times i counted And it by like the third time it was distract it was so distracting. <laughs> it doesn't work for Falcon. And I think it disservices the choreography because the stuff with like, you know, just how how it's shot and the choreography with the wings and the twisting mm-hmm. and like the, the helicopter mm-hmm. and all that stuff that was unique to this character, you know, that kind of differentiates him from Iron Man. And that stuff was really great to watch. So I kind of just hated when they had to keep cutting to his face. And you know, if you don't cut his face. You can use a stunt man, which means you can give that guy more work and also do some crazier shit. But um really like the um the choreography, the music. I was gonna ask both of you guys actually, um, like what your sound setup's like, because I feel like this would have really benefited from from a great sound because I, I don't have surround sound system or anything. So I no. feel like I would have really elevated that scene for me. I have not gotten a chance to watch it on a on a big screen yet. I literally I came home and I had to watch it really quick to before we did this. Uh, and so I just watched it on my computer. I'm yeah. gonna maybe tomorrow with my with my family we'll watch it on the big TV in the living room. And so uh, I I expect it's gonna sound great. Speaking of sound, I think it will, but I just didn't feel like I got that from the way I watched it. Tyler, you've got a really comfy chair. What's your sound <laughs> like? <laughs> uh, I use these this pair of like uh, four dollar headphones. <laughs> but even though I think maybe even with like just any headphones at all, probably might have been a better way to watch it because you know, the headphones. Obviously, mm-hmm. yeah, the headphones I would nice. have it on the big screen. I just feel like the sound, if I would have at least had that, and uh, again, like. You, like you said, if it was in a movie in a theater, people would be talking about, about that a lot. And we might be, I don't know, we've not had a chance. I've not really seen any of the chat online. I don't know if people are talking about the action so much because it's great, but there's not that much once we get that initial burst there. Yeah, there was what, like three sequences, I think? I want to say there were like three action sequences. Yes, there's a uh, dream sequence. Yeah, uh, um, that's about. I feel like it's about it, right? Then the flag smashers in the yeah, the flag smashers. And, and that's the, what I was yeah. thinking about. Yeah. Uh, we'll yeah, talk but, about them because they're fascinating. Yeah. I think, but I want to keep talking about this opening sequence because uh, just real. I I first of all, was that ba- Batrock? It was. That was Batrock from Winter Soldier. I was Batroc, like new outfit, but yes. That was awesome. Uh, I I I loved that. I I know you were talking about the music before we started the show, Dean, but I immediately noticed. I mean, I knew Henry Jackman was doing the score for the the show. I was that like uh, my favorite bit of music from a Captain America movie is the Causeway in Winter Soldier. You know the you know the music I'm talking about that plays when that when uh when Winter Soldier uh, ambushes them on the highway. Yeah. I I'm almost positive that part of that was playing during that that sequence when like falcon flies into the plane and starts beating everybody up i'm pretty sure that was a similar uh it a, may have similar been, yeah. musical track but i just i picked up i picked up on that obviously we got the um we got the uh winter soldier theme 
uh, a couple times throughout the episode. What were you guys thinking about the music and what Henry Jackman brought? Because I mean, I to me, it felt like a Captain America movie from the music. Uh, Dean, you want to go first? Uh, yeah, I, I'm okay. not really a, a music guy as as far as movie and TV shows scores go. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know it was Henry Jackman. Um, it, 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 it was, it was decent. I mean, it was Henry Jackman, but on TV. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, not in necessarily a bad way, but you know, not necessarily a good way. I think it, it had highs and lows. I think for the, for the, for the you're um, speaking in reference to, I think it works really well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then other times I kind of think it kind of falls under the um, some of the heavy-handed dialogue that we get later on okay. in the episode. And I, I, I wasn't focused on on that as much with the music. Um, and maybe the music would have been a better way to go because, I'd, like, like I was saying earlier on, I don't think Anthony Mackie and Buck, um, Bucky Barnes um, and <laughs> Stan, they're not... They're not usually getting handed this level of dialogue and exposure and stuff. And if you've got Henry Jackman doing the score, you know, he could have maybe taken more of that burden, I think, for some of the dramatic stuff later on, which mm-hmm. is a little bit wavery, but I'm getting ahead. Okay. Uh, I, I do want to hit on the other action sequence just because there are so few of them. Um, and and yeah. the one that I really want to hit on is the, the dream sequence, because again, I mean, I got jump scared with the fucking hand coming through the wall, and I was like, "Oh, okay, shit. This is, this is Winter Soldier. This isn't Bucky." <laughs> I was yeah. like, "Oh, oh, oh yeah. okay." That I thought that was a great action sequence. Again, felt like something out of Winter Soldier or uh, one of like the flashback sequences in Civil War. I just, I'm, I'm really digging that. Uh, I definitely didn't know it was uh, it was a dream sequence. Of course, at the start, I was like, "Okay, these are they're setting up some bad guys here. These guys are are definitely evil." And then the hand bust out the wall. I was like, "Oh, that's okay, that's Bucky." And then he came out with the long hair. I was like, "Is he is he back to being kind of bad? What's going on here?" But no, that's, obviously that's it's a dream sequence. Sort of a flashback yeah. dream kind of deal sequence there. Type thing. Yeah, just a, a typical stereotypical um, PTSD nightmare sequence um maybe it's just watching the cut but anyway <laughs> it, it, um, it ends with him with him killing that civilian and then waking yeah, up on the on the floor in his living room which which is a callback to to winter soldier with uh sam and cap's uh discussion about being back from from mm. duty and the bed's mm. too soft Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah that's a good point i didn't even think about that that's oh i i um okay uh we've kind of back on this um bucky action yes. scene i didn't pick up straight away that it was a flashback because Neither did I. obviously i wait because i'm waiting whole this whole episode or at least the first what 15 20 minutes of this episode mm-hmm. and i'm thinking when's bucky gonna show up like, is he gonna be teamed because that's what i'm waiting for is his voice to come on the thing and then once we've established that that's not what he's doing i'm thinking shit did somebody get bucky back and they'll they're using him for bad things and now falcon's gonna have to come in and like save him and then they're gonna go off and do their stuff together and it wasn't obvious to me from the get-go that that's what they were doing until obviously then as soon as he woke up in bed sweating i was like oh of course we're doing that thing Mm -hmm. and that makes sense um but yeah it took me a minute to get there it wasn't 
apparent, um, you know, and, and something like Winter Soldier or Civil War was just so good with the visual storytelling as much as like in the dialogue and everything else that it's, it's kind of why I said that this is like, you know, Civil War, for, but, but for TV, you know, mm-hmm. it doesn't die at Civil War or Winter Soldier um, as far as the tone goes, you know, it doesn't quite hit the same the same way. So uh, the action sequence is out of the way because that kind of felt like what the show was doing at some points. It felt like the show was like, here's your action sequence. We don't really, we're going to do something else now. Um, yeah. I, I want to hit, yeah. I want to hit each of our protagonists. Uh, I want cause they don't really interact. I guess I want to hit one of them one at a time. So let's start with Bucky. Cause he had kind of less stuff in this episode. It was definitely less Bucky than Falcon. So I want to start with him. Yeah. Uh, Dean, what did you think of, like, we got this set up, Bucky is, he's in therapy. Uh, well, it seems yeah. like he's in, he's in, you know, government mandated therapy. Sounds like he's kind of working his way down a list of people that, that uh, he wants to. I love this stuff. I love this moment here. We're, we're obviously led to believe that he's just going around taking out all these people that he helped put into the power as the Winter Soldier through, like, political killings and espionage and all that stuff. So we're assuming that He's telling the therapist that he's working through his stuff like a regular person, but then he's going out at night uh-huh. and he's doing soldier stuff against the Winter Soldier people. Um, but then we find out that he's like he's just like buying them lunch, you know, <laughs> having heart to heart, you know. He's just being a nice guy and just letting them know, at least in the one case that we see, he's messing with the woman with the control of the car and everything. Uh-huh. And we're like, and we're like, oh, okay, he's gonna like. It's gonna take her out. them out and like find out who they're working for and work his way up the chain. And he's just like, no, I'm just here to remind you that you're a piece of shit. Hey, <laughs> and it's okay. and like, hey, what yeah, does he I'm, say I'm, to them? He says, uh, he says, uh, he says his name, and he says, I'm no longer the Winter yeah. Soldier. <laughs> and he says something else afterwards, but he already called the cops at that point, I guess. And yeah, he like smiles. Yeah, his smile is so <laughs> cursed. Steps. It's kind of cursed. <laughs> it's really awkward. Yeah. But I thought it was. I don't know. I really, I really liked that little bit. And then uh, he's kind. I like the. the <laughs> I like uh I like the scene with the therapist where the therapist is like, what are the three rules? Like, don't do anything illegal. What's rule number two? Can't remember. It's an important rule. Why wouldn't it be rule number one? I <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And he, he definitely broke rule number two. Like he smashed that dude in the face with his metal arm. He, yeah, he was yeah. like, Yeah, no, I'm not gonna hurt anyone, but he definitely roughed that guy up yeah. pretty bad. Like he's at least in hospital for a night. Yeah. Um But you know, he's still the winner soldier. Uh, but then part of me is thinking, did they just do that just to have an action beat? Mm-hmm. You know, is it really kind of conducive to the, the, the character development that we're trying to set up for him here? You know, he, he's just going to be nice to, to, to the lady who we presumably was the ringleader of whatever shithole operation they had going on. But this random dude who happened to just be with her, who might not have even been involved at the time, and he gets a broken jaw. Well, she does tell him if the congressman gets uppity, take him out. So I think what probably it was is that that was a henchman, like a bodyguard or something. I I agree. He's probably a henchman, but I don't think they did a. I don't think they did a great job establishing that this dude was because I I think he doesn't really look like a henchman. He kind of looks like he's another like 
Like, I, I, I was like, I was like, I was like, is this another congressman at first? I, I didn't, I didn't really know, but I, I think what probably happened was it was a, it was a henchman, and she was like, if he talks, you kill him, and so he got a, he got a metal arm to the face. But that was a neat introduction, to, and it kind of gives you an idea of where Bucky's at. But I think you know most of Bucky's storyline long. It did go that on. Is so yeah. long. A lot of close-ups on the eye. That's my next thing. They, yeah. they just slowly are pulling in and in and into the nose, to the mouth, yeah. to the eyes on both Plus of it's, them. It's a weird like, angle on them. Very yeah, uncomfortable. It's like something from like the room. But I think it works because he's really uncomfortable, right? He yeah. doesn't want to be there. I think it, yeah. I think it I works. He doesn't want to talk to her. He doesn't want to like open up because everyone he's he's sort of opened up to has been there to manipulate him and 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 take advantage of him and what he can do. That's the Winter Soldier. And I don't. I feel think... like the dialogue and the acting carried it. I don't think they needed the the, the excessive zoom in camera angles. I think the, you know. I think you're probably right. It seemed a little. Mm-hmm. A little like, oh, look at us. We're kind of, you know, it seemed a little overindulgent. But I do think that they handled it well enough that it worked in that. Because there are some comedy beats in that scene. But they don't, as far as I can remember, they never do it when it's pulled in on the person. Like they use use these really extreme close-ups, but pretty much only when... It's something kind of dramatic going on. I mean, because she's like, mm-hmm. "You're sad. You're alone and sad and pathetic." And he's like, well, "You didn't have to." Say. I mean, that's and it's like it's that's when they're doing the close-ups. They're not doing the close-ups when it's like that should be rule number one, you know. So I, I do think that while it was kind of overindulgent and unnecessary, I think that they executed it well enough that it didn't bother me. But the rest of his storyline in this episode is, I think, what is more intriguing is we find out, you know, in this flashback sequence where he killed yeah. this. Um, he kills this guy who's, you know, he's been contracted as the Winter Soldier to kill. And then somebody saw him kill this person and he goes over, shoots that guy in the head, this uh, this younger man. And then we kind of, we follow Bucky hanging out with this older, this older gentleman. Uh, I can't remember what his name was. You, the first thing was Yori. On, yeah. Did you pick up on this reveal straight away? Like, it, um, no. Straight away. No. Um, I was with my family and they seem to like react like it was like a surprise and I figured that's what they were going for but straight away I was like well it's obviously he because he says about his, his son uh, like it's one of the first things he says in when he appears and I was like oh well he's making this is another guy that he's making amends with I just instantly so I, I didn't know if that was supposed to be you know mind-blowing plot twist because it didn't, it didn't work for me that way unfortunately I still love the storyline it just I felt like they they didn't need to set it up like it was like a a, a what you know what the hell moment kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But they underestimate the audience a little bit. But I don't know. I I don't think I was. I mean, I didn't pick up on it until the dude started talking about his dead son, and then I was like, oh, yeah. okay. But I mean, I will say he doesn't start talking about his dead son until I mean, because he meets him in the alleyway first. A while, yeah, yeah. a while, but. You know, it, it is quick. There, I know. Yeah. But they, they still a fair while later on that they actually kind of make the reveal. Mm-hmm. And I thought it had been pretty obvious for a, for a good five, ten minutes at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I didn't I, I didn't pick up on that his dream was an event that had happened until until around that area. I thought that was just yeah. sort of like a, a vague kind of okay. thing he usually yeah. went through. 
But once they were like, he was like, my son died. It's kind of weird. And the girl later is like, yeah, it's kind of weird how his son died. You know, it's kind of kind of weird, right? <laughs> Dead son. I, Dead son. Well, they actually had a line that I I really liked um, talking about his de- dead son, uh, and I, I wrote it down. Dead son. It's, it's, it's a real highlight of this episode for me is the dead son. Love dead children. Dead um, mm-hmm. when I like to smash eyes and kids. When she says, "There's no word for someone whose kids die." Um, yeah. I, I uh, it's heavy-handed, but I I like it. It was pretty heavy-handed, and I can't help but again, but to one division with some of like the like great philosophical dialogue that we got towards the end of that, mm-hmm. compared to some of the some of the kind of philosophies they try and shoehorn into this. Really, it, it it's not the same. It's it's just not, and it's not. It stands out so much, but. Yeah, it's I fun. mean, it's, it's... It was a good line, and the emotion was there, yeah. but it, I was very aware that, that they was evoking that emotion from me mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. more than, you know, and I was thinking about that more than the actual thing itself. Yeah. Almost. I I do think they kind they have... I, I mean, everybody's going to be comparing it to WandaVision. Like, I, yeah. I do think they kind of... It's unfair comparison in the, the world. Yeah. Uh, the two canon Marvel shows. Yeah. Is, that's the other yeah. one. The only other one. And it is an unfair comparison, because what they did with WandaVision was so incredible. I don't... I mean, I... For me, this show, it's working. Uh, it I, I to was this. surprised. It to be this. Anyone who didn't like WandaVision, but likes the Marvel movies, this is probably for them. Because if if you know if you if, if you either like you're like a Thor Ragnarok or Guardians of the Galaxy kind of person or you're a Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. you know, Iron Man kind of fan, and that's reflected here. Um, I don't know if maybe the, the complete one eighty is too jarring, but it it helps in that it distinguishes them so clearly, mm-hmm. and it just know that every show is going to be a different flavor. Yeah, I think going forward. Um, you know, but everything else will kind of be in between these two, I think, on the spectrum, if you wanted to look at it that way. You know, Probably. like middle. Yeah, that's what it seems like. Uh, so <laughs> the rest of Bucky's stuff is, you know, I mean, he gets he gets kind of pushed into going on this date with this girl. Uh, there's a, I, I mean, I thought it was funny when she's like, how old are you? And he's like 106. And she laughs. And, and it, takes, family. it yeah. takes him a second. It takes him a second before he laughs too. He's dead. He's like 106. She laughs and he goes, "Oh yeah, <laughs> that's a joke." <laughs> um, She's like, "You run me, my dad." Yeah, <laughs> I was like, mm, yeah. "If you ask somebody how old they are and they say they're 106, don't ask how is your mum, how is your sister." Well, I mean, she dead? thought it was a she thought it was a joke. <laughs> if I if I ask you, Dean, how old are you, and you went 106, I would not think you were being serious. <laughs> She must like. I mean, he must be pretty recognizable. Not only was he on, you know, wanted as the Winter Soldier, but then you know he. Hey, but he's got a, he's got a short. He's got a haircut. Yeah, his he's haircut. Got short, he's got a short. person. This is the movie series, okay, where Captain America disguised himself with a baseball cap and a pair of sunglasses. I buy that a haircut will hide. hide. <laughs> Nobody knows who Clark Kent is because he wears a pair of glasses. I, I buy in superhero stuff that a haircut is enough to 
to to i was uh, i was surprised when people recognized sam i wrote it down i was like oh shit they just recognize him <laughs> like it took him a while to get there though it took yeah. him a while to get there when they when they see tony Stark walk into the dining room in iron man 3 they're like holy shit that's iron yeah. man but this guy they're like you a sports person yeah. are you yeah. a tv person yeah. oh no you're what are you falcon and then they get there so you yeah. know there's definitely a hierarchy of um celebrity to these to these Avengers, um, which is apparently also reflected in the um, severance pay and the pension plans. We'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah. I, 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 I want to get some of this Falcon stuff yeah, yeah, so yeah. bad. I, I want to wrap up the Bucky discussion. I just uh, was, I enjoyed all of his stuff. I really liked just, I mean, this is the kind of stuff that I always liked and we got it with Steve. Um, it was just the fish out of water stuff, you yeah. know? Uh, he's this hero lost out. I mean, I don't know about hero, but he's this hero. person lost out of time, you know? Um, and I, that's stuff that I really enjoyed. Did I, they did not hit you guys. It kind of seems like it didn't hit you guys as well as it hit me. With oh, the no, I, I really, I really enjoyed the Bucky stuff. I think that okay. him having to go through this therapy, uh, and making amends because he was pardoned for, you know, all those people he fucking killed and all that bad shit he did. Uh, it's fun. Uh, the therapist may have been harsh, but I think that's kind of what he needs. Since she's also seen combat, she's also seen bodies and stuff. So she can kind of relate, you know, not the whole super soldier whatnot, but you know what I mean. And and I think seeing him open up and 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 kind of do what he, figure out what he wants to do. Outside of outside of just fighting, which of course in the series he's gonna fight some more uh, before he can do that, is gonna be an, it's gonna be interesting. Yeah, I'm excited. All right, Dean, we'll we'll get you we'll get into this Falcon stuff you want to talk about. And right off the bat, where I want to start with the Falcon stuff, and uh, is we meet a new character through Falcon. Mm-hmm, we meet mm-hmm. a young man named Torres, which I I, I did some research. Okay. Right. I, I did some research into who Torres is because I had no idea who this person was, but I was like, definitely seems like they're important. They are a comic book character. I don't know what their first name. The name is familiar. Uh, I don't know the, what their first name is. Tor- you don't just name a I would say, Torres. I would say his name is Joaquin. I think. Okay, so Wa- Joaquin. It's because it's spelled like Joaquin Phoenix. Or okay, or, okay. So in in the in the comics, I guess it's still to be determined if that's his name in the show. Mm-hmm. But his name is Joaquin Torres, and from what I can gather, it sounds like he's like the second Falcon. Mm-hmm. He was he oh. was abducted by this he was abducted by this group, and he was experimented on, and they kind of turned him into this half human, half bird like kind of dude. And then once Falcon Ooh. became oh. <laughs> once Falcon became Captain America. Uh, Torres became the new Falcon, but like man Falcon, <laughs> and he, he wears kind of like a green, a green and white Falcon suit. Okay, oh, he's that's the green and white suit. Oh man, that's even worse. <laughs> Not only are you gonna be a bird leg, bird leg mutant, but you're also maybe a costume like ish, green spandex, guys. And you're flying, everyone can see you up there. But it's cool that we, I mean, you know, this is a show where we could see an, another season of this that could take place after whatever other movies and kind of weave into another bunch of movies. So maybe that's something we're going to see. 
But from what I'm hearing, we could see a whole bunch, there's potential for a whole bunch of random, like D-list, super dudes and ladies to potentially pop up in this. So, and some of those, you know, aren't even in this episode. I mean, we really don't go very far. I mean, we travel all around the world in this episode, but we kind of feel like we don't really go anywhere as well at the same time. It's very, very, very stewing kind of, you know, thoughtful kind of vibe for the most part, even though we're world hopping as well, which is weird, really weird. So, uh, I, I mean, we, I mean, we've talked, uh, it's been talked about multiple times. I think the only Disney Plus Marvel show that is in production or in development for a second season, at least, I don't know if, I doubt they're shooting anything yet, is Loki. Loki mm. is the only show that we really? know is is uh, definitely they are working on a season two. Uh, which makes sense. I mean, I don't think there's been yeah, anything it, officially. If anything. What was that? What I thought maybe what if would be the one that would, that is confirmed you know, for a second series, but I wasn't mm-hmm. thinking about that because of uh, it's animated. That is, but that is confirmed yeah. for a second season. Loki oh, isn't cool. confirmed for a second season, but it has been reported that they are working on a second season. And so that would make sense yeah. given that, yeah, it's not really canonical. Loki, he's not, it's yeah, yeah, they can kind of leap him like weave him through like events of other Marvel movies, like what we saw in Endgame with, you know, the different perspective of the Battle of New York. And so I think some of that stuff was some of the most fun stuff in that movie. And there's an opportunity to have Tom Hiddleston kind of sneaking around in the background of other Marvel events, Mm -hmm. like the future too, you know, I mean, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm down for more of that. But anyway, I, get back to the yeah, I bring that up because it seems more likely to me with these shows that we're getting, like, like you know, everybody's talking about what it's WandaVision season two. It seems more likely that we might get another show that's a sequel to that, but I don't think it's going to be a season two, you know? No. And I could see after this episode and what I know about this Torres guy, I could see, I mean, we might, I, I don't think we're ever going to get a Falcon and the Winter Soldier season two. But maybe we get a Captain America and the Falcon show where Sam Wilson is Captain America and we have Joaquin Torres yeah. as the Falcon. I mean, I, mm. you know, I guess it depends on what people think about the character or and how the story goes. Yeah. Or if you do like a Dark Avengers or a Thunderbolts and you mm-hmm. want like a Falcon um, proxy over mm-hmm. there, you know, because you're going to have like mirror versions of Cap and, you know, all these other characters that eventually we know are going to start popping in there. You know, maybe like a mutated evil Falcon dude on the Thunderbolts or something like that. But I'm down, man. I'll be down. I know it's but, very early. It's very early to say so. But what do you guys think of Torres really quickly? Is this something that you would be interested in at this point? If they were like Captain America and the Falcon coming to Disney Plus 2023, whatever, 2022, 2023, with it being Sam Wilson and Joaquin Torres as the two leads. Uh, is that uh, something you'd be interested in at this point? I, uh, as far as his first episode goes, I like Taurus as sort of his his like as Sam's like guy in the chair kind of mm-hmm. info hopping message yeah. board reading kind of dude. Uh, even though he makes a, a couple of dumb decisions, uh, uh-huh. this episode at least. Uh, yeah. But if he became a, the Falcon Man boy, I don't know. He, I don't know his name is because uh, <laughs> he has he has, like, he has like real wings in, yeah. in the comics. Would be I don't think they're going to do that. Anymore. No, probably not. <laughs> uh, but if he became Falcon, I, I mean, he has the charisma for it. I think he could do it. Yeah, he definitely stands out. For, you know, I didn't, I wasn't, I figured he might be somebody like obscure from the comics. 
But um, yeah, I, I I didn't know for sure, and I was drawn to him anyway. Um, he was likable enough in his short short stint there, and you know, mutated or not, you know, bring it on, bring it on. If they, if it's just like Cap and Falcon, like you say, and it's just builders that then, you know, I mean, to be honest, at that point, it wouldn't really matter who the Falcon is. You'd be like, oh, cool. Yeah. Captain Falcon. Sham's been promoted to Cap. Mm-hmm. Now somebody's going to, like, be a new Falcon. And that that's kind of just cool, I think, regardless of who you have. So, you know, but I like the actor enough, and uh, I, I, I'd like to see where it goes. I, I was expecting him to die, to be quite honest. It seemed yeah. like I think it was either the... Um, the lady that Bucky was dating, or somebody from either, um, I figured there was going to become some kind of like unifying thing that would happen that would bring them together by the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. And I figured like it would get murdered, somebody would get murdered, you know, and it'd be like a, a connected cause, you know, that kind of brought them together. But we don't, we don't go there. We, we really, they don't even meet. They don't even meet. They don't. It's coming though. I can feel it yeah. coming. Um, would think so. So moving back into Falcon, now that we've hit Torres, uh, Falcon, uh, obviously there's a scene at the beginning with, uh, with the, uh, helicopters and everything. Uh, and then we see him go and he gives up the shield. They're like, you did the right thing, son. You know, you, you gave it to us. And when I said, I thought there was one thing in this episode that could be spoiled. When I said there was one thing, uh, it is definitely Rody is in this episode. I okay, yeah, it's pretty I, wild. We knew Rody was going to be in the show. Uh, uh, Don Cheadle had said that he was in the show. In this, Don Don Cheadle had said that he was in it. Uh, I don't I don't think that it had been officially said anywhere, but Don Cheadle had said in an interview, "I'm in the show." Um, but. The camera just cuts to the audience, and I'm so focused on the dude on the left at first. I'm looking at him, I'm like, okay, who's this? Is that fucking Rhodey? Because I totally thought Rhodey was going to be later in the season. In fact, that was my theory as to why they only gave the critics one episode of the show, is because I thought that episode two would have Rhodey, and they didn't want to spoil that. No, he's just here. He's just standing there, and he talks to Falcon. Right. And he, he really pops up again later. Yeah. It's, it's one of the best scenes in this whole thing. My issue, though, is as soon as you put Brody in there, I want to see War Machine. <laughs> yeah. War Machine in this show, like, Goodnight Falcon, I guess, because what's the point, really? So, yeah. you know, it'd be a bit sweet to presumably to, to have Brody and no, and no War Machine. I mean, maybe he could show up in the finale and help out with some air. Hey, it's coming. It's coming though. Stuff. It's coming. Yeah. Armor Wars. Yeah. It's coming to Disney Plus. So, yeah, uh, so are they setting that up? Oh, I had a great idea on a Facebook group today as well. We were talking again to go back to One Division about mm-hmm. where um where would we possibly see White Vision again? And somebody Armor said, well, White Vision is a key, like a MacGuffin almost of of the Armor Wars season. Possibly. You know, like if there's somebody's trying to like get coming to this technology, then that might be a perfect place for him to fit in. So I thought that was really cool. So maybe that could be another linking factor there. Maybe. Um, uh, at what point did they fix Rody's legs? 
Uh, after Civil War, so it's been like a couple. It's been a while. I just like, I probably never noticed that he was walking again. Oh, he was walking yeah. in uh, Infinity War. That's a good point. Yeah, they didn't dress that. He was I'm walking in Infinity War. He had assisted legs, but he was walking around like he had like uh, braces, and it might mm. be underneath his his like clothes. We don't know. Um. But anyways, I just I wanted to bring up the roadies in the episode because I freaked out when I when I saw him. Yeah, uh, that was a highlight for me for sure. But Sam, the guy next to him was important. Yes, that guy is important. We'll talk about the ending in a minute. But Sam's uh, Sam's whole story in this episode is just hanging out with the family. Like yeah. he's he's just he 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 goes to Louisiana where his sister lives with there's this boat there, his dad's boat, I guess. And I mean, what did you guys think about uh, his, his, his parents ran like a, a shrimping kind of thing? Yeah. In Louisiana, which where Anthony Mackie is from Louisiana. Uh, uh-huh. And so uh, they're trying to keep that afloat, uh, especially during the blip when, you know, Falcon was gone. Mm-hmm. And she wants to sell that in the house to, to kind of keep herself steady. But mm-hmm. But Falcon is, he wants to hold that. on to the, the legacy of his family that's there. Yeah, I, but I his, his relationship with his sister feels well. very natural, too. Yes. yes. Their vibe is good. Mm-hmm. I don't think the writing is great, but I think they work naturally well together. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that I'm having a hard time with is that Stark and Banner and the Avengers, I mean, Doctor Strange could have magic him up a fucking couple of hundred grand. Like, come on. <laughs> You're just going to leave him out to, to to die in the cold? Like, really? Like, you wouldn't have, like, saving your these people to build up interest over five years in the blip. So you've got even more. I've, and they go into this stuff. They they touch on this stuff. They could have addressed this because they go to the bank and they're... Um, I think there's an answer. I think there's an answer. I don't think they gave it because they, they if there's not an answer to that question, that is the weirdest scene in any Marvel thing they've ever well, released. No financial history for five years because you were blipped, so you can't yeah. get a loan. Is well, yeah, and they they one, it's a really good bit of writing because that does make sense. But two, come on now, do do the he's an Avenger, and come on, a, he helps he helps they, save they the world, and you can't give him a loan. <laughs> They get by on good He's an Avenger. It's fascinating because there is some stuff that I really hope this show gets into it. But I mean, obviously, we—I mean, we haven't talked about the villains, maybe of the. Well, I—I I think we were kind of questioning if they were villains in the trailers. It sounds like they're villains. I love the philosophy yeah. of the flag smashers, by the way, and they talk about this with the Falcon, where they say. They loved it during the blip yeah. because there was no countries. Everyone was just united. Yeah. Which is, that doesn't even sound like a terrible idea. That sounds right. Yeah. That's great. And yeah. um, even um, there's another scene separate from that where Falcon's kind of talking and like they kind of basically say the same philosophy, but in like a different way. But I think it's in the conversation with, with the Chiefs. And they kind of touch on the same thing where it's like, yeah, like thing there are there were perks to things being that way. And the you know, they're radicalists because they want to go back to that, but you know, it 
you know, but you know what would happen. We would all learn all these valuable lessons over the five years. Everyone would learn the error of their ways. And as soon as things go back to normal, all the countries start being pricked to each other again. So, mm. but it did, it did get under my skin, not going to lie. Disney really loves uh, casting Aaron Kellyman in... Uh... In the role of like rebels that are <laughs> that are maybe they've got some decent ideals. Tyler, she was um a character in Solo that is seems very very similar to to this uh to this character she's playing here. But I mean, I really enjoyed Sam's stuff with his sister. I really enjoyed that bank scene. Uh, it is they they kind of delve on it. Yeah. They 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 they. they uh, the, because I enjoyed the bank scene because it set up that uh, apparently there's been some changes since yeah. with the people that came back. And I want to know more about that. They can't leave that. They can't just bring that up and then never touch on it. But yeah. it seems like it almost gets the vibe that society treats the people that came back differently. Yes. Which is weird because it's not like they could control that. No. Right? No. Because, you know... Um, I'll, I will say this, Tyler. I 100% believe that if this happened, there would definitely be a group of people that would be like, that was an act of God, and the fact that they came back was bad. Like, there would definitely yeah, be people is. out there. That sounds something that's real. Right? There's the line where, um, where Falcon's in the bank, and he says, like, oh, yeah, these things do happen, but it always seems to be us that get squeezed or something like the that. sister. And then, like, so when I said, when, when I said, oh, it's us that that always, you know, get it tight. I think things tighten on or something like that. I was like, what is he referring to? Is he referring to just like him and his sister? Is he referring like to a race thing? I think or is it he was a race thing. Yeah. Yeah. That are now no, like I, being marginalized. It was his sister was, that said it. So I definitely right. think it was her talking yeah. about the racial situation in America, which is, uh, which is yeah. it's definitely an, an underlying kind of thing yeah. around yeah. Bucky, not Bucky, but Falcon. This this whole plot line yeah. here. Let's be honest. Yeah. It, it, the way I feel like the way he sees it is is America ready for a black Captain America? I don't know. I don't it's, think. Yeah. I guess, yeah, you know, Bucky getting marginalized too. Not easy to be a hundred and six year old white man. Yeah. So one hundred and five. One hundred and five is believable. One hundred and six. One hundred and six is crossing the line. I mean, the scene at the end where Sam is sitting there watching the TV as this dude goes, "We need somebody that represents America," and they bring out a white dude to be Captain America. Like, like fucking Steve Rogers. He's not. He knows that. That was going to happen. He was he, as soon as it happened, he was like, "Yeah, that that's what they were going to do." Of course, it is. Yeah. Was, was there any doubt in his mind that they would really leave that shield in the museum? Really? But I still he, think he plays really well. The like resigned. I knew that was coming, but it still hurts. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, even though he didn't, done. he didn't feel like he deserved the shield. That doesn't mean this guy does. Yeah, no. <laughs> you know. The government was definitely ready to take it over. They're like, "Yep, give it." Yep. Yeah, you, you did the it, right sure. thing. <laughs> you did the right thing. But he says, "He says that Cap said that I was worthy of the shield. He's going to give me the shield, but then he's going to say, but that's not the right decision." So is he questioning Cap's judgment? So then maybe he doesn't respect Cap that much after all, huh? <laughs> I you know? think that's a bit of like, a stretch. <laughs> I just think if Cap says that you can have the shield, that's got to mean something. 
I think he um, probably it, has imposter syndrome. I yeah, mean, of course, of course. But like, yeah. it's not like he's just some schmuck. No, he was there in, in like multiple of these battles. He was. He's obviously the heir apparent. I think it's obviously, coming. From Bucky seconded, and he just still. I don't know. I feel. I feel like he gives it up too easily. I felt like there was. I thought there was going to be some more, more of like an inciting incident that I can see that him from wanting to take the mantle on. Like they didn't even like explicitly offer it to him. We don't even see that conversation. We just no. see the press conference, and he's like, "I'm not doing it." We don't even get. I would have liked to seen where they kind of bring him into an office and maybe run him through what they kind of ex- would expect of him to do for mm-hmm. them as america and maybe that is something that he doesn't like the way that they want him to be and the the angle that they were gonna you know i would have liked a little bit more because i think just him just like no i don't i'm not it's not me it's not for me it's just so lame it's it's pretty lame i think they're gonna touch on the fact i i they, of course, they could dive deeper well, into yes, this. I'm, I'm sure they're going to. Person, yeah, and I, we've got like five hours of the show left. I think that we are going to. Uh, I think a specific thing we're going to touch on because it's brought up way too much for us not to. Is everybody keeps going? Thanks for saving us. Thanks for saving us. Falcon didn't save them. Falcon was gone. Falcon was. He didn't. He didn't go on the <laughs> he time was heist. Out, no. dusting he was himself I. I think there's gonna be a scene coming up where he's gonna mention. I think. I think that's gonna be something that's eating at him. That he was not around for the time heist and for them bringing everyone back. Everybody keeps thanking him. You're an Avenger. You brought us back. He didn't. He. He. He obviously helped save the day once he was back and he came through the portal with everybody. Mm-hmm. Weird now again going back to one division, but how like people were talking about how everyone knew exactly what went down between Thanos mm-hmm. and Wanda and the Vision mm-hmm. and like and all that kind of stuff. But then in this case, we kind of like you know misconstrued the events a little bit in you know to the other way. So you know, like how reliable is this information? But then I guess you know, and you think it'd be the other way, right? Because you know, if they're gonna do like this thing where they're just like, oh, they're just going to try and like make him look worse, but which would have been easy for them to to kind of paint him that way to, as a, you know, to, to seg into having, you know, mm-hmm. his son as Captain America, mm-hmm. who, yeah, I didn't, he looked really good in some of the, the photos, but when he come running out, I, I, I think we're supposed to hate how he looks. Yeah, okay. I think it's definitely... Well, almost... Before before we talk about the yeah, new Captain America. I'm gonna go back uh, okay. to the Taurus. What Taurus said at the the restaurant okay. towards the beginning of the episode, where he's talking about the online chatter again, and mm-hmm. he mentions that no one, the public, doesn't really know what happened to Captain America. They don't know where he is. Yes, that was a very interesting thing that they brought up. I thought they were going to touch on that more, but they didn't. They but don't know that he, he's old and. Uh, probably dead yeah maybe he's somewhere but they think the, they, the fact that they they think he's on the moon in a moon base <laughs> watching over <Yes. laughs> which oh, i kind of took that as the um, umbrella academy reference just oh my head yeah head. that's my head because yeah they in the boy scout to go live yeah, on the they moon do. They do. The that's pretty good um, i like that so i just i, I like I, I for my for my own for my own enjoyment yeah I, I yeah like that but yeah, it's great because I mean they, I mean because they, we assume that they would have painted the picture right that he like died in battle or something. They would have really like 
They're not going to yeah. say, oh, he he went and creeped into the past and stayed with an no. old lady, like some freaky time traveling <laughs> lawyer. <laughs> like, you know, usually your knowledge of future events to help woo a senile, Alzheimer's ridden old lady and get her into bed. She wasn't that old when he when he went back in time. He, he left. <laughs> she was in distress. She 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 had she was vulnerable, and he went back in there. And that's not the story. You she was vulnerable that. because he died. What do you mean? It's. I, I just wonder what that story is. I'd really like to see what the public actually think happened to, to Steve. I hope we get more of that. I hope we get more of because. When we see the opening, the opening sort of memorial in Far From Home, he's there. Cap's there, right? Yeah. Like he's he's dead, right? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm thinking about that opening at Far From Home now. And that's no, that's eight where they, months they after. Have, like, you know, the montage plans. Yeah. yeah. I guess like, and they kind mm-hmm. of picked it like Cap died, like in the battle, right? <laughs> the battle, in the end game battle. I'm sorry. Um, I'm watching the whole thing in my head again. And this is this is. I don't know. If the, I feel like it was said. This is like six months after the blip, something like that. It's 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 after Wandavision. Yeah, after Wandavision, still somehow before Far From Home. Going back to Falcon, he's on some high. He's on some big mission at the beginning of this episode. Is he just doing that for goodwill as well? I think he's probably he's he's with, he's with the orphan. He he reenlisted in the Air Force. Yeah. And they, they, I, perks. I mean, I'm sure he's, he's getting not paid just now. like a grunt, yeah. he's like a high level, like, he's got to be getting, like, you know, maybe not captain, but like, what's the level like? He's like captain, captain Falcon. Falcon. <laughs> Wait a second, that's something else. <laughs> you know, he's got to be like Colonel Falcon or something, he's got to be getting some good money. Are like, they are they really struggling that much where they've literally just got to sell their like their home? I just, I don't know. I think that was a bit of a stretch. Uh, there's multiple ways. You know, you if we just, that. if we just followed Tony's plan in Civil War, you know, maybe we'd be getting paid. You know, <laughs> <laughs> had a pension plan exactly. <laughs> oh, I don't know. You make a good point. Falcon is on the other side, so he he kind of gave up his rights to the pension plan because he fought against our right to have a shooting. He did. Like no, <laughs> you're right. You're right, Falcon. You made a mistake. Fuck you, Falcon. Um, I do. Hashtag. I, I do like that in that opening sequence, by the way, just really quickly. They were like, it was a race against crossing into another country's borders. That was mm. really, that's something that you wouldn't normally really think about. But he is operating with the, I mean, it sounds like he signed the Sokovia Accords. <laughs> like, I mean, sold out. It sounds like he sold out. Is okay. So we should get the pension plan. I'll take everything I said back. He sold out. <laughs> we really need a timeline of where Falcon stands with the U.S. government. Uh, I, I really quickly, before we wrap this up, I do want to ask you guys, uh, is there anything else from the Falcon storyline that you guys want to touch on, Tyler? Uh, let's see. I'm trying to go through it. I just like that, that, that scene at the bank was really good. Uh, the The banker... The banker sort of realizing who Falcon was, which it, I guess you know he's Falcon's not like the biggest player in the in the yeah. Avengers. No, but... checking their loan and then asking for selfies. Is, yeah, he, he, was a big, 
it was a bit too cartoony well, for me. Well, like, I actually yeah. think that's I think that's kind of a reflection on the relationship between um, fans and can like and celebrity. Like, I think that's a that's a, that's yeah. commentary on celebrityism or whatever. Where he's like, he's like he doesn't, he doesn't treat Sam as a person. Like, and I think that's, no. I think that's kind of what it's getting at is like to him, yeah. he's an idea of a thing, yeah. not, mm-hmm. not a person. And yeah. It, and he, he doesn't treat him like a person, which again, you no. could reflect that in, you know, multiple ways. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that, that works. And they used the fame for that. Yeah. I didn't think of it that way. That's good. I just thought he was, it was, it was just once, twice. He got the selfie and then later on he wants to get another <laughs> one with the wings fan yeah and he's like really dude are you, are you serious <laughs> yeah yeah i think like a lot of the scenes in this this episode they they all could have been a minute shorter i think they i think they were trying to oh, make it like, introspective and and slow and different to what yeah. came before so i'm not going to mention its name again and <laughs> I don't know. They, I think, yeah, they could have trimmed this. This could have been forty minute episode. Um, I think we hit the same beats with both characters multiple times, um, and it kind of felt a bit long in the tooth by the end of it. I nearly didn't make this episode. What was that? I nearly didn't make this episode. It was that yeah. long. Yeah, then he, then he took me out, guys, and then there would be no review. And that would have no been bad. Is there any point I mean, not really. There's no point in making the show if we're not yeah. here to review it. Why would you, you even do it? it reviewed, don't fucking make it. <laughs> don't bother. All right. Um, like, if the show releases and it doesn't get reviewed, does it even exist? That's what I'm going to say. Who knows? It's like yeah. tree falls in a forest. And lastly, uh, Taurus pulling his gun on the, the superpowered dude. <laughs> they uh, are superpowered. Like, watch, watching him like kick a dude across the street and like body everyone and George was like I'm just gonna pull my gun on him yeah and didn't get destroyed I thought he died in that scene I thought after the face stomp I thought he was dead I thought he was gone I think I think it's because I just watched the Snyder cut but whenever I see something like that happen I'm like that dude's dead right like because that (laughs) happens a lot in the Snyder cut where like somebody dies from a realistic loading Atlantean yeah yeah. yeah. so I I was like man that that kick would kill him but this isn't Zack Snyder we're not killing people with with kicks (laughs) also Falcon definitely murdered those people at the start Yes, yeah, there's a lot of dead at the start. They blew up helicopters. Those guys are dead. <laughs> no, they they were yeah. unmanned. Well, the, they were unmanned. They showed that at the beginning. I didn't give that enough credit early on. When he's like using the wings as a shield, and they're obviously foreshadowing, you know, where we're going with yeah. this show. And like we can, you, you can start to see like an early kind of version of like what his kind of style of Captain America combat is going to look like. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I mean, we know we're getting that eventually. And I can't um, wait. It's going to be good. But sadly, we are going to have to wait. We're going to have to wait a week. But we're going to be back next week. Right time. Yes, we are going to be back next week. Uh, same bat time, same bat chat. Fuck, wrong thing. Uh, but before we go, Dean, where can people find you online? Go and find me on Twitter at DeanLewis2099. And tell me what you liked about this episode. Yeah. Just that you watched this episode. And we'll it's have homework. a discourse about that. Produce me. Produce me. Give me some notes. Give me some notes. <laughs> Don't tell me that I'm too funny. Tyler, what I'll about be- you? You can find me on Twitter at Tyler Tyler Rims. That's T Y L E R T Y L E R I M S. 
You can find everything I do there, including my Twitch, which I stream video games uh, under the same name. Awesome. You guys can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore AFK. You guys uh, can obviously subscribe to this YouTube channel or at MovieBlogMerk on Twitter is uh, the Twitter hand, uh, account for this uh, channel. Uh, we're going to be back next Friday, 6.30 p.m. Eastern, whatever that translates to around the world. Uh, you can find that out. I'm sorry. I don't have that information for you. Um, but we will be back next week. No, just list every time in the time zone. <laughs> we, we will be back <laughs> We'll be back next week for episode two of the Falcon and Winter Soldier. I can't even see, see how fake it is. Just a list of time zones. <laughs> the whole episode. <laughs>